The Danger Junior Freedom Fighters Room is brought to you by Glenn's Independent Thought Protectors, now made with genuine tin and some metal from the satellite that fell in Glenn's backyard five years ago. Remember, kids, if you're wearing a tinfoil hat, psh, you might as well just smoke crack out of it. But if you're wearing Glenn's Independent Thought Protectors, well, hey, Lizard Illuminati can't get you now, can they? Hi, welcome to the Danger Junior Writer's Room. My name is Austin Zessen. I am one of your beautiful hosts today. I am joined by my other four co-hosts. To my left, I have, aka Lil Busey himself, Logan Baggerly. <laughs> he is weeping in tears. He's never been introduced it. like that before. Yeah. <laughs> Busey. It's me, Lil Busey. That was a... Uh... My dad is Gary, and <laughs> I'm little Gary. <laughs> well, you can call me little Gary. Well, Busey Jr. All right. Next to Logan, we got DJ Diet Irish, a.k.a. Blake Goodfuck Brown. <laughs> yep, that's me. <laughs> okay. So good. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Next to Blake uh, is, of course, Carter 3, Jimmy D. Yep, that's me. I, uh, I found a bunch of lottery tickets outside of the house today, and uh, the, they were all winners. Just wanted you guys Just to like that. you. Mm-hmm. Just like me. You a winner? Yeah. So why are you still doing the show? Um, I feel sorry for you guys, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was hoping it was going to be passion. No. no. It's passion. It's pity. And then yeah. last but certainly not least, we got DJ Pussyfoot, a.k.a. Megan Castleberry. Hell yeah, DJ <laughs> in the house. <laughs> She's a DJ for horses. Like, yeah. She, <laughs> I didn't realize we had a horse girl. Old horses. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> DJ Yeah. P- All right. Like PF. No, that's a horse noise. <laughs> that's, oh. that's the noise that a horse makes. Oh, I see. DJ, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you keep doing it. You keep making the noise. We heard it. I feel like the the P is only pronounced if you're saying. <laughs> is it silent? No, it's okay. So. Well, I mean, look at Flugerville. That has yeah, an you F. Go, do you mean? The, do you mean like DJ? Yeah. Like, come on, man. That's what I'm saying. You said DJ Pussyfoot before the show started. Yeah, so the name is DJ Pussyfoot, like That's DJ PF, like DJ. Oh, yeah. saves time. Okay, well, cool. this is <laughs> welcome to the Danger Junior Writers Room. This is the show where the five of us we get together, we talk for a little bit, and then we go away for a commercial break, and we get to write for an hour, and then when we come back, you guys get to hear all of our beautiful sketches, uh, cold red, you know, as as they come, and then we bounce them around the room. Um, but first, we got to talk for a little bit, get some inspiration for this week. Uh, Megan, I think you have our question for the week. Yes. Uh, the question this week, boys, is the worst date you've ever been on. I want to hear the story. Can I go first? Or you can. Oh, Jim, Jim, yeah, I've you got can. one. Okay. So. But maybe uh, for the you know sake of the sad people that we went on these dates with, yeah. uh, use a, a different name. Make Amy. up a name. That's a real name. <laughs> <laughs> Targeted. <laughs> All right. So um, this was a Tinder match when Tinder was popping. 
And uh, we did a lot of uh, messaging back and forth for about a week. And it was going really well. I was, uh, you know, as, as they say, crushing it. Doubt <laughs> it. And uh, so, yeah, I pick her up. Uh, and the first thing she hands me is a box of brownies. And she's like, these are weed brownies. That's pretty nice. Well, actually, I'm sorry. I need to I need to take a step back. Okay. Because she didn't say. She sounds any- pretty cool so far. <laughs> yeah. Well, she didn't say anything because that's oh. a huge part of the story. She handed. She, and I was like, oh, brownies. And I was like, are these regular or are these like weed brownies? And she was like, mm-hmm. Like kind of like yeah. a suggestive like, yeah, the weed ones. And I was like, interesting. And uh, so I'm a little nervous because she's kind of cute. And uh, so I just kind of start talking just to kind of like pass the time and just like kind of get this thing going, get this whole date going. Uh, Our plan was to like go to the park, maybe like just kind of walk and like just for a little bit, get hungry, go get some dinner. So I uh, start asking her questions like, how long have you lived here? And she just kind of stares at me like wide eyed and just like blank. Uh, And I'm just like. I've lived here and then I just kind of answer my own question. I've lived here for this many years and kind of doing my own thing. Like, what are you into? And she's not really saying anything and I don't really recognize it, but I just kind of get, well, I like to do this and whatever, play guitar and what nonsense. Uh, and then I realize that she's not, she hasn't said a word to me the entire time that she's gotten in the vehicle and she's been in there about five or six minutes. So I get a little nervous and in my head I'm thinking, I don't think this girl can talk. And she did not tell me that she could talk because she's nervous that I would not have wanted to meet her. That's my thought process in my head. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, and so I'm like, I need to be aware of this disability that this person has. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm just going to be like, I'm just going to go with it and I'm just going to just be like, this is totally cool. So I'm like, I guess I'm taking you to the park now and you haven't said a word. So like at At, all, at all, nothing. She hasn't said anything. And you didn't just like vibing. you didn't like try and like ask her like you know are you deaf do you speak sign <laughs> We're getting language? there. We're getting oh, okay. there. Yeah. <laughs> and she seems comfortable. I wasn't like I was like this is one of those things like maybe she just wants to like get out of the vehicle right now. Mm-hmm. But she was like it, like she had like happy emoted like you know facial expressions. So I was like all right let's do this date I guess I don't really know what's going on and I'm just talking to myself more nervously now because I'm like I don't know what's going down. So I start playing some music. I'm like, I don't know if you've heard this. This is like a City in Color song I really love. It's a really cool artist. And so I play the song. And it's like a moment of silence so that I can be silent and she can be silent. And at the end of the song, she finally says, I did like that song. Who was that? And then to me, I was like, oh, my God, she can speak. She heard me. She can like vocalize. (laughs) She can say things. Oh, this, this is good news. Yeah. All right. So I'm like, okay, this, well, this city in color, you know, I showed her the song and, uh, I was like, great, this is awesome. So I, I think I just let some music play out and just let the vibes kind of, you know, maybe take a step back with me talking and throwing up all of, all of my words and we get to the park and, and it's just like, okay, cool. Like let's, you know, let's kind of like maybe talk some more. So like I try and start the conversation again, nothing. I, after about five minutes, I just like break down and I'm just like, what's going on? Do you not like, do you not want to be here? Like, what's your situation? Like, this is weird for me at this point. Like, I just kind of have to like address this right now. And she sort of like thinks like, do I want to tell him or do I not want to? Okay. And then she eventually does it. And she's like, this is what she says. She says, I just don't think we need words to communicate. (gasps) Oh my (laughs) God. Yeah. And then, yeah, this is real. 
And then I was like, well, I, I'm sitting here kind of nervous and sort of tripping over myself because I don't know what's happening, yeah. you know? And like, we were communicating quite a bit through like messaging and stuff. And she goes, no, honestly, we really don't. In fact, I wrote a song about it and I will rap it Stop to you it. right now. A rap? Rap it? Oh my God. You know what? This is Stop 100% it. real. And, and, and through what medium did she portray these thoughts to you? Was it maybe words? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Hold on. So no, she wrote a, a rap about how you don't need to talk. Yes. Well, and more she, than words is all she you She went to on do. to become Cardi B. That yes. <laughs> oh my god. So the so she rapped me the song about not needing words, mm-hmm. and then I drove her immediately home. Oh. <laughs> oh my that god. That story stresses me out so it much. It was very stressful. Wait. Okay. Because okay. I love talking. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Okay. Wait. Was the rap, did she like... Was it good? No, 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 no. First question. So she handed me her phone so I could read That's the lyrics. Gonna, oh, as So it was prepared. No, now, Maybe not for no, me, no. but this was like... I don't want to know if it was prepared. Yeah. I want to know, did she sit, like rap it to you a cappella, or did she like be like, give me the ox cord and plug I it backing I did a beat for track. her. <gasps> Shut yeah, up. I did. Oh my Shut up. <laughs> yeah. I did. 100%. I was like, I will do, uh, yeah, because I was like. You're trying I, to impress her. Well, I'm just like trying to meet her where she's at yeah. at this point. So I was like, I was like, okay, like you're for real. And at this point, I'm just in it for the story. So I will do the beat. Oh my God. And you can rap the song and I will read the lyrics while you're doing the rap song. So, so does she not like to communicate with words in her general life? No, she, she, after that, she was like, okay, we're, we can kind of talk now. But I think there was like this weird, like eerie silence, like after the, the thing where I was like, that was absolutely like So what serious. you're saying is. Or like silly. I just. Is that if she felt comfortable doing, like talking a little bit after the rap. So what you're saying is that she has to sing that rap <laughs> at every first date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before she'll talk to anyone. I mean, I don't know. Not if, that I, one. I think she, she has wrote a whole album. She album. She has a whole album. That I'm on. I do all the beats oh for him. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, she calls you <laughs> she up. Calls oh my God. Oh my God. You should uh, start a business called Dateline Productions. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Do, do you still have her number? Um, I want to go I on a date with her. I probably do. I just don't remember her name is a problem. Can we uh, call her? We yeah. can put her on the now. show. Okay. Let's, she, first guest for her. someone who doesn't like to talk, I think she'd be great to have on a podcast. Yeah. Uh, I'm scared, dude. Yeah. Just like the stress. She's actually that. been on the podcast this whole time. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just don't know. Okay, yeah. Logan, I think I'm most interested in yours because I actually don't know the answer to your question. Well, I think. Uh, and we've been dating for seven years. So I want to know what's your worst date story. Okay. I guess we'll just skip over Blake then. Well, I didn't think we had to go in a circle. Okay. No, uh, I insist. So, okay. Well, honestly, I don't, I, I, when you ask this question, like, I don't have like an incredible answer for this because I don't go on like a ton of dates, but like in the conventional sense. Dude just fucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just drop it. Typical you know what I'm Blake. Yeah. I just drop it. <laughs> I'm saying. Oh, oh, right. Blake, good fuck Brown. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. So I, I, um, thinking about it, there was one date that I, that I, th- remember being like this is strange and I don't like any of this or at least don't like most of it which was I was dating this girl um at the time and it was uh it was the girl that I dated while we were broken yes. up um and I'll just call her um yeah. Tiffany Tiffany yep <laughs> I'll call her Tiffany so Tiffany and I had been dating for a little bit and things were going pretty well I mean I thought we really like had a lot of chemistry I thought we really got along together um 
we, we were vibing, big vibing. And she went to the same college as me. And one night she was like, hey, come over. And we're just going to hang out all night. We're maybe go hike. Because we really like hiking. And we lived in a kind of a, a, like a woodsy town. So we would go hiking. And she was like, it's going to be great. So I go over to her apartment. And she lived with this other girl named... Um, Jen. Jen. So Tiffany and Jen. I'm trying to remember all these fake names. Short so for she lived with this girl named Jen. And I actually kind of had a big crush on Jen, too. Um, nice. Like Jen was... Jen was a, a little pretty and um i come over i come over and uh tiffany's mia like full gone and jen opens the door and she was like gussied like and i mean like because usually it's like she was like they were both really chill girls like they just kind of hung out with each other we watch movies a lot they didn't really care too much about all like the the bells and whistles but like she looked like padme amidala like she was like Full bells and whistles, like bright-eyed, bushy tails. I, I was literally like, "Are you about to go to a gala? Like, what are you? What do you?" And so I, I even said something like, "I opened the door and I was like, um, where's Tiffany?" And she was like, "Oh, she had to step out. I think she had to get something." And I was like, "Oh, I was under the impression that we were just hanging out. Is there gonna be a party?" And she was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Oh, is that why? Like, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't mean to pry, but like, you are very um, dressed, up. dressed up, right?" I was like, "Is that, is that why?" And she was like, "Oh, you didn't hear?" And I was like, "No." And she was like, "Her big brother's coming into town." And I was like, I don't know. I, I honestly can't remember this guy's name, but it, I'm just gonna say it was like Ben. Um, I genuinely don't remember this guy's name. She was like, Ben, Ben's coming into town. And I was like, that, that's her big brother, right? She was like, yes. Uh-oh. Jen had a boyfriend. <laughs> and Jen was like, uh, like, whap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> she was on some Megan the Stallion stuff. And she like, and so then I'm like chilling with Jen, right? And I'm like, well, do you want to just like put some YouTube videos on or something like hang out while we wait for Tiffany to get back and or for Ben to get here? And she was like, yes. Tiffany is gone like completely MIA for probably two hours. It's just me and Jen. I literally had no idea. I thought Tiffany and I were going to go hiking and just the two of us hang out tonight. I thought it was just maybe go get some pizza because I worked at a pizza place. Go get some good pizza and go hiking. I'm just chilling with Jen, and she's just, like, drooling, looking at, literally pulling up pictures of this guy on Instagram, looking at him on Facebook, being like, what am I going to, she's asking me, like, what do you think I'm going to say when he gets here? What am I going to do? She had a boyfriend, and, like, I knew the guy, and so I was like, I don't know, like, have you talked to, what's his name about this? And she was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, it's all just fun and games. It's all just kind of a game. I was like... That's some Cleveland girl shit. That's some Cleveland girl shit. Mm-hmm. That's like small town girl shit right there. Yeah. So Ugh. after a while, Tiffany gets back and she's got her brother with her. I guess that she had gone to pick him up. I had no idea of what anything that was happening was. She just like, because she she had kind of big Jimmy vibes where she'll just like disappear and then just come back with another person. Oh, thank you for and elaborating. Be like, yeah. <laughs> like she just kind of like works on her own time and then would just show up and you'd be like, oh, who's this? And she'd be like, oh, it's just my friend from college. And you're like, oh, we're in college. What do you mean your friend from college? Like, um, but she shows up with her brother and then like Jen just like latches onto him. And then she's also like, apparently like really close with her brother. And so then, and also I should mention her brother was like a professional fighter, like a Muay Thai fighter. So dude is like, he's like Jimmy's height, right? He's like a very tall guy. For our listeners, Jimmy is tall. Six, five, right? Six, three. Yeah. 
Six and five half. on Tinder. Okay, cool. <laughs> when I was on Tinder when yeah. I met that girl. So he's that like a, a he's like a scary guy, right? And he like wears like when you see him, you're like that guy kills people. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> what do you have so, like a netted half shirt? Yeah, like what Sean Austin wore in Fifty First Dates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <what I was laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, but like, so then like he he's like, "What's up? Are you Logan?" And I'm like, "I am Logan." He's like, "You're dating my sister?" Like he's like the stereotype of like the the older brother you're afraid of. Yeah. But then as the night goes on, Jen is like dripping over this guy, and then um, Tiffany, made up name Tiffany, is like really like trying to like talk to him and like I guess catch up because they don't see each other very much and so then I was just kind of like alone the whole night I ended up actually vibing a little bit with her brother (laughs) Um, and then he and I kind of like would talk about movies and stuff but it was just garbage I mean just the whole night was like having to put up with that all it was just dumb Dumb. I I don't know it's not as fun as uh, she didn't know how to talk (laughs) or didn't want to talk but yeah, that's probably the worst date I've ever been on. I haven't been on a lot of bad dates. Hmm. Well, I haven't either because uh, I've been dating Brittany for seven and a half years. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of the ship I'm in. Um, you know, which is awesome. Shout out to Brittany. Uh, but uh, as far as like cool dating stories, I don't have too many of them. I do have one um, where I didn't know that somebody was... Um, 18 or not 18 yet and then i found out when we tried to get (laughs) no uh luckily i found out when we tried to (laughs) jesus um i found out when we tried to rent a hookah oh and i found out very quickly that she had like kind of inferred that she was she was lying yeah got it but um that's about it. No I mean, I really don't have too many. I'll tell you one. I had one time when I when I went to um, Kirby Lane and Brittany wore a pink blouse, mm. a mm. deep pink blouse. Take us there. And uh, and we both got it was a breast cancer pancakes. So they had pink pancakes. Mm-hmm. And um, did she? Is that why she wore the color? I hate I hate the color pink. So really, it's really an awful date for me well, also that's really riveting you're a ginger so it's like not complimentary to have your you skin s- tone and your hair yes yeah yes well yellow is worse but mm-hmm. i will say have you ever seen um you guys know like bullfighters uh they'll, ha- they'll flash like a red, red yeah. mm-hmm. flag for for gingers it is the color pink mm-hmm. uh, whenever i see pink i get extremely angry mm-hmm. um that's so, so cool. i just tore that kirby lane apart uh, that was that was my worst dating. That's and, why and I blocked down. it out. I blocked it out because it was so so out of my head. Mm-hmm. But I definitely that's the one. Um, <laughs> that's when the I, worst dates you ever had. Ah, oh, so bad. I I mean I killed a a waiter. <laughs> oh God. Did you tip? Oh, I heard tip? about that. I tipped the other waiter. You tipped the other waiter. <laughs> Okay. Obviously not our original one. Yeah, that would have been. It's like, hey, I know, I know, I'm not in your section. It's terrible, just, uh... terrible date. Austin, what about you? Oh man. Okay, so we gotta use fake names, right? Mm-hmm. So it's high school. 
and I'm going on this date with this girl. Uh, I don't know, let's name her Blady. Anyways, <laughs> that's your on. fake name for somebody. Okay, Blady, fake name. <laughs> Blady, yes, B L A T I E. Anyways, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, anyways, so it's high school. And I'm going out with this girl named Blady. Uh, I'm a freshman. She's a sophomore. So it's like <laughs> pretty cool. Uh, and we're going to the movies, right? And so I say, hey, let's go see this specific movie. I wanted to go see the new Muppets movie. Um, let's, let's go see this one because it's been in the theater for four weeks. That means no one's going to be in there. It's going to be a back theater. Yep. It's perfect makeout time in yep. high school, right? Yep. Perfect makeout time. I know exactly what's mm-hmm. going on. And she's like, um, I'm not really into Muppets. Can we go see this new Adam Sandler movie? Uh, I go, okay, sure. Um, you know, I'm young at the time. I don't understand that Adam Sandler clearly gets worse. Um, but we saw opening weekend, Jack and Jill. Oh, no. Such a good film, dude. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, and you would think, oh, it's it's like the middle, it's like matinee, Saturday matinee. Can't be too busy. It's packed. We get the last two seats. We're in the, the so neck. you're stuck. In the front like, row, neck craning all the way up at the Megaplex. And, uh, and, and I'm like, fine. So, and then we go to get concessions. She's like, you got the tickets? I'll get the stuff. And I'm like, perfect. So should we get popcorn and drinks? And she's like, you want candy? And they go... Yeah, I like like chocolate or really anything. And then the back mm. of my head, I'm like, I hope she doesn't pick hot tamales. That's my least favorite candy, but no one mm-hmm. picks hot tamales. Yeah. She picks hot tamales. Yeah. Right. My least. Not I compatible. just don't like that candy. I Immediate. love hot tamales yeah. personally. Here's the thing. I like big red gum. don't like hot tamales. And I like Mike and Ike's, so why don't they mix? That's a separate conversation. That is so yeah. anyways. I think because yeah. of the story, I hate hot tamales even more. Yeah. yeah. I don't blame you. So because of this, so we're in the theater. And we're in, well, there's like so many people around us. It's the smell of people. There's the smell Ugh. of people at Jack and Jill. I mean, I get what yeah. Jack and Jill smells like. I've yeah, seen you that can movie. Smell <laughs> the, people. Yeah. the people see Jack and Jill in the front row. And, and she goes, do you want any hot tamales? And I'm like, sure. She puts one in her mouth and then goes in Ooh. for the kiss. Ooh. And then passes me the hot tamale into mm. my mouth. Mm. Yeah. That's love, baby. Oh, damn. That was not the only time that happened. You know, I'm 15. I need, you know, look, I'll, I'll take what I can get at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in retrospect, it's she haunting. was a sophomore. Yeah, she is a sophomore. And um, there's weird, other weird stuff in that relationship that I won't get into. I won't talk, you know, I won't put. With hot tamales? She put a. No, hot just Blady in, in general. <laughs> I kept dating her. Yeah. So, yeah, then there's a bunch of other weird stuff. Uh, how, like, I kind of was forced into second base. Yeah, which yeah. is like a phrase I never thought I'd say. Playing baseball. <laughs> they, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been terrified of it since. Yes. You were, you um, were playing baseball. And you so the, the move of going to see a movie that's like been out for a while mm-hmm. that no one's going to be in. I also used to do that move quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I used to do that with a girl I used to date and I'll call her um, Jaylee. Oh <laughs> and... Uh, but what was really funny was I was so dumb because I'm the dumbest guy is I thought 
you know what no one goes to see? Kids movies. Uh-huh. Oh. And so I would go see children's movies. No. Being like, there's not, there's not going to be anyone there because the kids movies are for kids. They suck. <laughs> and then I would go and it'd be like an, a Toy Story 3, like an auditorium full of 12-year-olds. And so then I would ha- just sit and have to watch Toy Story 3. I think really I just wanted to see Toy Story 3. The movies to see PG-13 horror movies. Yes. Everyone because those are those. awful. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah. For me, it was, sorry, quick interjection. For me, it was Valkyrie. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, Tom yeah. Cruise. Tom Cruise, Cruise yeah. we sat in the back. and yeah. Logan, does that mean that when we went to go tips? see the Lego movie, you were trying to make out with me and not genuinely watch that movie? It was a great movie. And the Lego movie was good. I think I, I was just trying to watch a Lego really movie. I really like that movie. Yeah, no, it's fine. Maybe um, what's your worst date? My worst date, so it was a month before I started dating Logan. Um, I was a fresh 16, like, Two days after I turned Damn, 16. Damn, this is about to get weird. <laughs> Jesus. Fresh 16. Um, Fuck. Fuck. And it was with this guy. I'll call him Tyler. Um, and we grew up doing uh, stuff at my church together. So I was mm. on like the student leadership team. And he played drums in the youth band. Mm. Um, but he was seven years older than me. Oh no, that's 23. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we had known each other for. Quick math for you. <laughs> <laughs> we had known each other for a while, um, and this one summer he. Like he texted me on my birthday and was like, Hey, happy birthday, man. And, and we just started talking, and then eventually he was like, Hey, you know, I've kind of had a crush on you for a while but like didn't you know didn't think it would really be appropriate and I was like you're probably right Mm -hmm. um and I had at that age of my life I kind of just like had crushes on boys um if a boy showed interest in me I was like ah yes um and so he was like would you want to go on a date and I was like yeah sure um so I talked to my parents about it because I was like hey you know Tyler he's 23 and I am 16 and they're like, yeah, you know, we know Tyler, though. The like, Lord ordains it. Oh, my God. He, he my moves our hands. are not like that. Um, but they were like, you know, we know Tyler. Um, and, like, obviously, like, he goes to church with us and stuff. Just if you wouldn't mind having him, like, maybe he could come over and we could, like, talk to him for a little while, get to know him a little better for ourselves. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and so he comes over to our house. Our date is on the 4th of July. Um, and Cute. we, Yeah, right. Um, so he comes over to my house, uh, in like the afternoon and meets my parents and we're just kind of like vibing, chilling, talking. Um, my parents are like pretty good at that kind of stuff. Um, and so then we get in his car and we go to, to the date and the date, uh, is at his, at his parents' house where he lives, which for me being 16, I didn't think that that was weird. And not that it's weird that people live with their parents, but I am now 23 and, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so we go to his parents' house and they're having just like a corporate office 4th of July party. And he was like, oh, it'll be fun. We can like shoot off fireworks and stuff. What do you mean corporate office 4th like of July party? Like uh, their co-workers. Oh, so it was like a work party. Yes. Okay, cool. Are yeah. coming yeah. and it's all like fucking corporate people. So <laughs> what he doesn't tell me is that the party obviously doesn't start until it gets dark. But I didn't think that through. So we get to his house at like 4 p.m. in July. So the sun does not set for a while. And so he's like, yeah, man, people won't really start getting here until like 7.30 or 8. 
and he was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, uh, I don't know. And he was like, we could just like watch some TV. And I was like, yeah, man. Okay. Thinking like, we're just going to like watch TV. Um, and so he puts on storage wars Great show. It is a really good show. Yeah, we proceeded to watch that uh, without speaking because he wanted to watch the show for (laughs) three hours. Um, That's really exciting for a fresh 16 year old. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, This is like. (laughs) I love that fucking show. She's like, it's really good. I guess this is what love is. Yeah. (laughs) This is like the second (laughs) or third date I've ever been on. Yeah. Um, and the, my first date was a fucking magical story. Anyway, um, so, uh, about an hour and a half into watching Storage Wars, I'm like, hey man, I thought that we would be like eating dinner. Like I'm kind of hungry. And he was like, oh yeah, I think there's like some food in the kitchen. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Are you hungry? And he was like, yeah, there's a like bread and like uh, deli stuff in the, in the fridge. You want to just make us some sandwiches? Oh. And I was like. Interesting. Um, so everything they said was true. <laughs> so everything about man is true. Yeah, I was like, we can make sandwiches together. We can do that. That's what we can do. So yeah. we got up and we made sandwiches, and then we ate the sandwiches and continued watching story tours. Um, now I should mention the week that we were talking because my birthday's at the end of June. The week we were talking before the Fourth of July on this date, he was like, like when I say we didn't stop talking, he was nonstop texting me, um, and like really lovey-dovey shit like way too early for lovey-dovey shit was he like texting you good morning and good night texts all yes. the time and, and like, just like you're so beautiful and like oh i can't wait till we get to hang out again audience like, can you hear my eyes rolling i hope you can <laughs> what yeah. would it sound like if they could no it was grooming <laughs> yeah. no it was for sure grooming um and so so when all of his parents coworkers start arriving He's like introducing me to everybody and they're like, oh, you know, hi, I'm, I'm Susan and I'm mm-hmm. John and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And uh, Tyler would be like, oh, yeah, this is my girlfriend, Megan. Ooh, uh, strike, strike two. Strike and three? I was like, uh, but I strike didn't want to like. One for every year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be like. No. <laughs> yeah. So I was just kind of like, mm-hmm. So well, like, wait, at the sandwich point, is that when you were like, this is a mistake? At the storage wars part, I was like. At the storage you wars. You mean you you knew that we would have four you hours no and you didn't plan? You had no love to store in your heart mm-hmm. for right. this man. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, and then at the sandwiches, I was like, that was fucking rude. Dave Hester bought it all. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the, this is my girlfriend, I was like, oh, he is thinking, he thinks this is way more. He's I, killing He's crushing right now. I was really, really intimidated. Um, and so, so then, you know, we should have fucking fireworks and we eat fucking hot dogs. And I was like, Jesus Christ, I just want to go home. Um, and so he finally takes me home at the end of the night and is like blowing up my phone for like a week or two. I go on a date with Logan and I'm like, oh, that's the move. Uh, and then I'm like, I gotta, I gotta, I, I haven't talked to him. He's just been talking to me. Um, so just for clarity's sake, she and I went on a date like the day after, mm-hmm. like, right. And then it was, yeah, that week, yeah, something like that. So just so for like to get the, your t- yeah. chronology um, correct. So like maybe four days go by of him, like just nonstop talking to me. And eventually I answered the phone because he was calling me. Um, and I answered the phone. I'm like, Hey man, like, I just don't think it's going to work out. Like I think that you were moving things too fast and I'm really young and blah, blah, blah. And he was fully crying on the phone. Mm hmm. 
Um, it was not a fun conversation. And then I didn't hear from him or about him for a year, mm-hmm. a year passed. Um, and I was at target and I ran into this guy who was like the guitarist in the band. Um, and we get to talking cause I haven't seen him in a while. Um, I had gone off or no, he had gone off to college. Um, and he was like, Hey man, I heard you went on a date with Tyler last year. Like, how did that go? And I was like, dude, it was not fucking great. Like, he was moving really, really fast and like, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh yeah, he's married now. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah, dude, he got married last month. Meaning after he cried when I broke up with him on the phone, um, in that year he had met someone proposed and gotten married. And I was like, dude, like no wonder I felt so rushed. He was like trying to rush into something. Like he was trying to get something going. And that's when the guitarist says to me, oh, you don't know? And I said, no, what? And he said, he has terminal cancer. Oh, oh my God. God. Are you serious? Is this yeah. real? Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, I yeah. do not know if this person wow. is alive. Probably not. Yeah. He is more than likely dead. That kind of. Should we check? Well, you did That's the right not... thing. No. I can't make jokes. About I like that. to. <laughs> so let's all forget that he has cancer so that I can make jokes about this guy. I like to. <laughs> Dude, you you ended it so well. Yeah. yeah. Like your delivery was all right. Thank you. I wasn't even the, ready for the it. The worst thing is that when guitarist guy was telling me, um, like when he tells me like, oh, he has a terminal disease, is that when we had gone on the date, I hadn't seen him in a couple of years because he had, you know, graduated college and shit and was like not really around anymore. Um, and when he came to my house that day to talk to my parents, I noticed like a visible difference. Like his hair was really fucking thin and he had lost a shitload of weight. He looked like he shrank just like as a person. And I didn't think much, anything of it that day until he was like, oh no, that's because he's dying. Yeah. I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. I like to imagine after the date, he dropped you off at school and then he went home and was doing taxes with his parents. He was yeah. filing his taxes with his parents because, you know, they're all grown ups. Yeah. Do you know <laughs> and- what his, his occupation was? He was a goddamn landlord. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Really? Yes. He was a landlord? And had yes. cancer? Yes. Okay. Well, I think we got enough. Yeah. yeah. Landlords yeah. with cancer. That's what my sketch is going to be. yeah. Really landlords with cancer. All right. Well, uh, we're going to go to a break. And when we come back, uh, when you hear from our sponsors, we'll have some sketches for you folks. So uh, sit tight. The Danger Junior Freedom Fighters Room would like to remind all of you at home that Glenn's Independent Thought Protectors are the perfect way to block all the fluoride waves rogue agencies are using to threaten you and your family. Now, back to the show. Hey guys, welcome back. Well, <laughs> we just wrote some sketches. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to go around the table. Um, I'll go first. Jimmy, you're just cheesing. You're smiling ear to ear. I'm ready to go. He's so ready. I'm right, so ready. Let's get into it. We already handed out characters. I'm going to do a quick little spiel. Uh, this sketch, we're not going to see a lot of stage direction. I kind of just wrote this as a radio play. So it's mostly just going to be with dialogue. Um, yeah. So uh, we'll just uh, begin with Megan. Okay. 
Logan, look at this Airbnb we rented. It's so cute. Oh my God, babe. There's even a complimentary cooler. I'm gonna grab a couple brewskis. Oh, and the view of the beach. Oh, this vacation is so perfect. Did Austin get my message about everything he needs to do with Momo? Yeah, it's no biggie, Megs. Momo's a good dog. And Austin, well, he really needs this. <laughs> All right, but... If there's anything fishy, I'm hightailing it back home. Megan, come on. You're on vacation. Relax. Besides, what's the worst that could happen? AIDS. What? Super AIDS. The worst that could happen is super AIDS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring, bring. Oh, it's Austin. Probably letting you know he's at the house. I'm going to drink three of these and have a beer nap. Logan, wh <laughs> whatever. Hey, Austin. Megan, what's up? Austin, you called me. You 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 tell me what's up. Oh, right. Uh, so um, your keys are not working. What? Yeah, I'm I'm using the key you gave me, and the front door's not opening. Crap! That's our only spare. Hey, no worries. I think I can jimmy the back window. Usually works here every time. <laughs> what back window? The one I always climb through when I come home drunk and can't find my house key. Austin, are you at? Our house or your house? Oh. Right. Hey, uh, that, that's on me. Uh, just a bit scrambled today. You know, two different addresses are just hard to keep up with. Sure. Yeah, sure, man. Look, just make sure to give Momo her medication when you get there. She needs it in the next hour or else she'll piss all over the carpet. Yes. It's on the counter. Did you not read my message? Gotta go, hon. I'll call you when I get to work. You mean my house? Yes, I meant my other work. Click. Shit. Logan. Yeah, babe? What's Austin, up? Austin can't handle it. We have to go back. Aw, oh, no. Come on. We just got here. I'm only seven brewskis in. Well, uh, okay, fine. Once he gets to the house, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, he's fine. All right. I'm going to drink some beer and stare at women's boobs as they walk by. <laughs> bring, bring. Hey, Austin, did you get to the house? Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm here, and, you know, honestly, not a fan. Of the house? No, well, yes, but no, I'm, I'm not a fan of Momo. What? Why? She just keeps looking at me weird. Like, it's her ears. They're lopsided. Lopsided? <sighs> or maybe it's the wig. Maybe the wig's lopsided. Austin, where the fuck are you right now? Huh? Are you at Logan and I's house? Who? Megan, Logan, Momo. You're taking care of our dog, Momo. Oh. Right. I think I'm... No, yeah, I'm not at your house. I'm actually watching Jack and Jill at the movie theater. That's the, that's my bad. What movie theater still... You know what? <laughs> Never mind. Just go to my fucking house and watch my dog. For how long? Three days. Click. Logan, I really think we need to go home. Megan, Momo's five years old. She's trained. Austin's reliable. When? Tuesdays. Mostly Tuesdays, but other days too, sometimes. Just, look, just sit, shut up, relax. Have a couple of brewskis. I hate it when you call me that, or call it that. Well, we're on vacation, and house rules don't apply when we're not in the house, all right? I'm going to get a couple more brewskis and goad some birds into fighting me. <laughs> bring, bring. Austin, I swear to God. I'm here. Oh, wow. 
Mumble's right next to me. Don't worry. I gave her the medicine. Oh, thank God. Thank you. She's real quiet, though. Yeah, she, she doesn't really bark. Barking? You know, not barking's normal, but like what's not normal is she's not talking to me and keeps trying to get me to watch porn with her in the living room. What? What the fuck? No, bad Momo, bad. Austin's not into that. Austin, that is 100% not my dog. I'm 80% sure, though, that that's uh, your mute ex-girlfriend, Tiffany. Uh, ah, shit. Yeah, you're right. That, that would explain all the mesh shirts around here. All right, I'm going to try and find Momo. I'll try the park first. No, she's at my house. Fuck. Logan. What? How drunk are you? This man. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Fuck. Okay, I'm driving. Let's go. No. Boo. Bad girlfriend. Austin is the most incompetent man on the planet. I can't believe you convinced uh, me to let him watch uh, our dog. Let me... Let me talk to him. What? Oh, come on. I got that. <laughs> okay. Bring, bring. Hello. Bodai. You got the Momo? <laughs> oh. Hey, Logan. Yeah, I found Momo. That's great, man. Megan. He's got Momo. Wait, really? Uh, I want to talk with him. Austin? <laughs> Relax, Megan. The situation is under control. She's there? Oh, yeah. And you gave her the medicine? The one on the counter. Did she pee anywhere? Nope. She went outside to go potty 15 minutes ago. Did you feed... Do scoops. Yep. Even gave her a couple begging strips because she's such a good girl. Yeah, yeah you are Momo good girl. Oh, thank God. Austin? Mm-hmm? You're a dumb fuck, but uh, good job today. Aw, thank you, Megan. Now, if you need anything else, we're in the backyard of the Miller's house across the street. Cool beans. Still okay if I pop by around 10? <laughs> uh, orgy doesn't start for another 30 minutes, but sure. All right, sweet. See you later. Orgies, 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 orgies. All right, uh, let's talk about the sketch then. Do we all okay. want to go around the room mm. and say something we liked, something we think could be some mm. work or something mm. that didn't sit right? I'm thinking, I'm thinking in my mind, in my brain, raisins. Because I, I want to, I want to give you some, I want to give you some. Good criticism. I want to really. Um, I would probably. So I liked that I was reading for me. Uh, I would have changed. Maybe made me a lot smarter, and maybe everyone could like me more. Well, I agree. I would have probably made me. Well, I just correct people's grammar, and they're all like, "Thank you." I guess my question, Austin, mm -hmm. is that is your character. Is your character drunk the whole time? I'm just confused. I'm yeah, just, just really confused. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I feel like maybe then there could be a little bit more exposition mm -hmm. that you're mm -hmm. that kind of character. Mm -hmm. Oh no, I actually do get that because it's like the whole time you're like, is he drunk? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Keep, yeah. Like you Could go a little to your bit more house. Clarity. Yeah. You go to your house, then you go to your ex-girlfriend's house, then you finally make it to our house, and it's like, why? And yeah. so it's like, I because I feel like it in the line that I say about like the you're a dumb fuck but you did well today is like yeah. I'm not just saying that like you're my friend and mm -hmm. like when I call my friends dumb fucks yeah and you could even dumb. fix that you could even fix that with just one line mm -hmm. by having someone be like I don't know if we should trust him mm -hmm. I heard that yeah. when he watched so and so's dog he like ended up in another county right like you know what I mean like essentially like literally just like one line because I kind of do actually get that where it's like because I was like 
I did. Well, I thought you were getting drunk, and then when you didn't end up getting drunk, yeah. I was like, oh, whatever, this makes when, sense. When I, was, I guess Logan, I just justify everything. Yeah, when Logan's on the phone with you and he's super drunk, yeah. I was like, is this it? But then you were talking like you were like, oh, no, I made it. It's fine. And so then when yeah. I talked to you and you're like, no, it's fine. She got her medication. I'm like, yeah. I was like, oh, is he sober now? Like, yeah, no, that was that. like the only part that I, yeah. that I didn't like, but I like the idea of, I, I just, one of my favorite things in writing is like, pushing a character to be the almost like an ex, the exploitative nature of that character right so mm-hmm. like a guy getting drunk it's like how drunk can he get mm-hmm. a girl who's like overly concerned about her dog how concerned can she get mm-hmm. and i think that this did a really good job of that like he gets really wasted mm-hmm. and logan get and uh, austin's character gets super fucking confused <laughs> mm-hmm. and megan yeah. gets super frustrated it's mm-hmm. like pushing Absolutely. pushing that yeah. character trope to its limit yeah. i was my favorite part about yeah it. i think if there's like one thing it would just literally just be like character clarity like just mm-hmm. a little bit more understanding of what the characters are i think if they gave me another 80 pages i could do a full feature of yeah. me just right. calling megan and being yeah. in different places yeah, yeah. and you're just like oh, austin yeah. go take care of we my could, dog yeah. we could play this game for 80 pages i would play that game for 80 pages. Yeah. yeah for sure well all right let's go on to mr blake okay so you're blake we have myself playing auxiliary characters uh we have and i'll be narrating as well of course um and then we have megan i didn't write this because i forgot about it but megan you'll be playing brandy Brandy. and you're also going to be doing debbie lynn Logan, you'll be playing Jared, and he is... Jared, thank you. I was waiting for that. Uh, Jared is Brandy's husband. Um, You're bald and uh, curmudgeon-y. Oh, that's some older. Um, No. Like 50. No. 45. You're like 30. (laughs) Austin, you're Chuck. Um, Jimmy, last but not least, you're Barry Weiss. The year is 2035. A crowd of people gather at a storage facility. Chuck is in a bidding war with Debbie Lynn. Do I have 400, 400, 450, 475? Whoa, 700, 777, 708, 825. Last chance going, going, sold for 800 to the man in the yellow checked flannel. Doggone it, Chuck. I really wanted that one. Oh, sorry, Debbie. Something about this unit was calling me. At this point, Brandy and Jared from Storage Wars saunter up from the edge of the crowd. Well, 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 look who it is, Chuck. Seems our area has attracted some vultures. With a groan, Debbie leaves to catch up with the group. <laughs> Don't mind her. She's just a sore loser. It's better off this way. Uh, she would attract attention to what you just scored. Well, sure. Seems like some neat old furniture. I wouldn't chalk it up as a score. You know, I'm just a modest man making a meager profit. Listen to what she's trying to tell you, idiot. That's no ordinary box. Brandy interjects as to avoid Chuck getting offended. What Jared is trying to say is, fuck the furniture. Literally, throw it out. Your prize is behind that. Chuck is now intrigued and starts pulling the furniture out. Behind the furniture is a man sitting crisscross applesauce and staring straight ahead, (laughs) completely still. He's wearing some sort of jumpsuit, whose vibrant colors barely show through a thick layer of dust. They attempt to wake him. Hey there, fella. Your box got purchased. Is this your home? Chuck scans for the security or the auctioneer, but they've since rounded the corner. Hey, idiot. Anyone home? Jared snaps in the man's face to no avail. That's pointless. He will have been like this for the past 23 years. I'm just glad we finally found him. 
What do you mean we? It's my box now. I bought it fair and square. <laughs> like it or not, you're involved now, and, and we need you. Help us get him out of there. This is of the utmost importance. Chuck grumbles and helps to drag the man out of the storage unit. The man is unusually heavy, despite appearing to be extremely slim. <sighs> Set him on this postmodern buffet. Careful, that will sell for 500 on Etsy. I need to make a call. The Fresh 16 will want to hear of his return. Brandy walks away, <laughs> hurriedly to make a phone call. Uh, Jared, just who is this fella? You're joking. Uh, I'm not up with the times. Uh, help me out, youngin. Man, this sleeping idiot is our savior. The only, and I mean only, hope us storage boys got. He is known as Barry Weiss, master flipper, expert appraiser, and, most importantly, the final member of the Fresh 16. Now hold on, you're making my head spin with all this. Who in the Tarnations is the Fresh 16? An old vanguard who gathered to stop the monopolizing of storage boxes. Back in 2012, Brandy and I would buy the occasional box and hope to get lucky hell. That was all anyone wanted, just gamble, have fun with our community, get lucky with some mid-century furniture. And we did that for a while. Then, Dave Hester came along. The Dave Hester? The one and only. He started the storage wars. When he started to come into our turf, that idiot was buying up everyone's boxes, flipping it for profit. There was no love of the game for that man. Just love for the green. Jared starts pacing as he continues to recount the early days of the storage wars. <laughs> The Fresh 16 was just a bunch of us in the community who felt it was our duty to step up to Dave and put a stop to him. Barry Weiss was our Jesus Christ, ready to jump in, outbid, and nail that motherfucker Dave to a cross. Boy, I don't think you go to church. You know what I mean, idiot. Dave was relentless, though. He bought all our boxes with his enormous amount of capital, then bought our houses, sent us to the streets he did. He even bought Daryl's son and wife. <laughs> Brandy returns from the call in her. <laughs> the Fresh 16 are on their way. We need to, to wake him now. Jared slaps the slumbering Barry Weiss. Wake up, motherfucker! Barry boots back up as the literal lights behind his eyes flicker on. He shakes the dust off his colorful jumpsuit, revealing something looking much more like a superhero's costume. Jesus, where is he? Where am I? The Fresh 16 appear in a vintage 2008 Hummer H2, leaping out with a variety of weapons. Uh, Barry, you're at a Sacramento storage where we left you. He already knows and is headed here now. It's time to end him once and for all. Dave Hester arrives at the facility in a 2034 Corvette and hops out with a guest auctioneer who is armed to the teeth. The storage wars end today! <laughs> Barry leaps suddenly towards the Fresh 16 as Daryl throws him a Mossberg shotgun without hesitating Barry pulls the trigger, blowing a grapefruit-sized hole in Dave Hester's chest. The storage wars are over. Damn. <laughs> wow. Return of the, the Fresh 16. 16. Uh, well, I saw the title, Return of yeah. the Fresh 16. I thought it was going to be a much different take. Uh, yeah. I'm really surprised. Yeah. Uh, this is about Megan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Fresh 16, yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Good Man. Lord. Man, I mean, so like, 
look, like, obviously I like this sketch. I, I think like if you had time, I would just literally like to just see more. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> literally just like to like, I, I, but I mean, the story's in, the story's over, right? So it's well, not like we could see more, honestly. Like I think that, you could. I think yeah. that could. like if we were to film this, I would want yeah. there to be like a battle scene set to yeah. crazy fucking music yeah. at the Free end. Bird. Like, yeah, hey. like the final, literally the final battle of the storage wars. Yeah. Um, is what I would yeah. put at the end. And then it, it ends with this climax of, yeah. you know, the great food size hole in Dave Hester's chest. Mm-hmm. That's like, that would be the main thing that, that I would you know, want to add or change I honestly about this. like the shortness of yeah. it. Just like, that's how the storage wars end. Like all of a sudden Chuck is thrown into the storage wars is given all the spiel. Yeah. And then just like Barry comes in and kills um, Dave has immediately, and then it's yeah. like the or yeah. honestly, this could go for a little bit longer, but it can honestly be like Chuck's yeah. like that's it, that's the end of the storage war. He's like, go home, kid, yeah. <laughs> go see your wife. You know, and and something else um, that I think could be interesting is so I, I would say like you know that like the I would say like the biggest like commercial issue with it is like people don't know storage wars characters, right? <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but like. So I think something that could make it, if, if we were to like really, you know, put our boots to the ground and really try to, you know, turn this into like a product or whatever, like, um, I think it could be interesting to have like the auctioneer be on almost like a narrator because look, like we get the exposition from Jared and that's, I think necessary. I think he does need to be that guy. Um, because I do like to hear my own voice, but, um, <laughs> I do think it would be interesting, like, if he's like, the storage wars in today, and then, like, you know, they jump at each other, and then the auctioneer comes back in, he's like, that day Barry Weiss put a melon-sized hole in the chest of Dave Hester. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like you could yeah. go full Western with this. Yeah, you could be very, very Buster Scruggsy. Um, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure that it's just because I was playing Barry Weiss or whatever, but, like... Yeah. I wish that he would have been doing like very absurd things that had nothing to do with a messiah yeah. in the storage <laughs> unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah Like yeah. just um, sniffing baseball cards or yeah. like just doing like really strange things, you yeah. know, um, to like solidify like this like cult mentality behind him for no right. reason. <laughs> yeah. And then he, uh, then he shows up and, um, you know, ends springs into action. There is yeah. also huffed paint with a fat slurp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't he magnificent? <laughs> Look at him go. Uh, and then one guy in the audience is like, I, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, there is the line that is, Barry boots back up as the literal lights behind his eyes flicker on. I thought he was going to be a robot. Yeah, is he a robot? Oh, for sure, dude. He's very heavy. <laughs> yeah. No way, he's for real a robot. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. So is that is that uh, Storage Wars canon? It's or is canon. That, is there? A, is Barry Weiss? Uh, <laughs> you don't watch Storage Wars, do you? No, I've seen two episodes. It's the only yeah. the only time my I, dad's gonna love this yeah. sketch. The only time I. <laughs> ever watch that show is yeah. for those three hours that yeah. day when I was 16. Yeah. A okay. fresh 16. So what do you, what do you think? Pretty good then? Yeah, no, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, I, great. like regardless of knowing who oh, the yeah. specific yeah, people yeah, yeah. are, it still works. The characters yeah. come through, right? Yeah. The characters are I totally obvious. understand who they are. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I think that, I think you did really well with that. Like, yeah. I literally don't know these people, but like, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I think um, something, uh, a very good note 
that we could talk about is when you have a concept in a sketch that is you're throwing someone into this very high concept, very ridiculous world. It's mm-hmm. not a ridiculous character. It's a ridiculous mm-hmm. world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your grounded character, which is Chuck, yeah. needs to almost, when he's thrown into, first of all, it's a war. He yeah. cannot accept that right away. He has to question it and maybe even be afraid a little bit in his characterization. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he just can't be like, oh, there's going to be this giant sword. He's like, yeah. what? I don't it's believe it's a war. And I'm I'll like, pick a side. Cause, yeah. Yeah. Cause Jared's like, this is a war. And he's like, I yeah. don't believe you. What? He's Why like, is this man He's like, here? I'm scared. And I grab him by the collar and I'm like, wake up, Charlie. I want you to look over there at that <laughs> yes. beautiful man. I want you to look into his robot cold eyes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And he's like eating a cricket. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. All right. Logan. All right, Logan. Let me pull mine up here. Uh, so there's only three parts in this. So I'm going to be having Austin play the part of Jen. Jen is about the same age as you, Austin. Okay. And she is our, I would say protagonist, but we'll see. Um, and she's just, you know, a normal girl trying to find love in a fucked up world. Uh, Megan, I'm going to have you play Blady. Blady is her roommate that is ornery. Uh, she is not easy to get along with and has her own will. Um, and Blake, I'm going to have you play the character Orville. Orville is quite a bit older than Jen. Um, and that is the character. That's quite the a bit whole older. character. <laughs> okay. and, uh, and whatever age you're thinking, bump her up a few. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> bump her up a few years. All right? Plus seven. That's seven years. <laughs> yeah. 13 years old. <laughs> okay. Golden calculator. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's right. go ahead and get into it. And, I'm, and I'll read stage directions. <laughs> Two people talk in a car as it pulls up to an apartment building, Jen and Orville. Orville is anxious because this is their first date, and he's quite a bit older than her, by like 50 years. Jenny, I've had uh, such a good time with you this evening. Oh, I have two, Orville. Is everything okay? I'm just nervous. You're so hip and young. And I'm worried your roommate will think this is weird. <laughs> Who cares what she thinks? Blady's a total cunt. And I'm moving out next month anyway. So if it's a little awkward, it won't be forever. Just think about this. She grabs his hand and places it on her P word. Oh, Jin, please. I'm not as young as you. All that excitement makes my heart just... Well, it makes it just fly out of my chest. The old... Dicker's not so well these days. <laughs> I'm counting on it. <laughs> now let's get upstairs. We've got a movie to watch. She winks. They go upstairs. Orville still visibly nervous, and they enter the apartment. There's no one in the room by the door that's usually uh, a half living room, half wood panel floor that's in every apartment. Blady, you home? Yeah, is your new man friend with you? Yeah, come say hi. Okay, just a sec. Orville and Jen share just a sec with each other. Oh, I'm so nervous. Oh, don't be. She's just a person. Blady enters and tries to hide her disappointment at the fact that Orville could very easily be in his upper 70s. Oh, um, my, my gosh. Hello. Blady, this is Orville. Hello, young lady. Orville? Amused at his comical name, she shakes his hand. Yes, Orville J. Scuttlebutt. (laughs) (laughs) 
Bleedy's eyes are the size of saucers, trying not to laugh. <laughs> it's... <laughs> it's nice to meet you, Mr. Scuttlebutt. Um, Bleedy, we were going to watch a movie. Is it cool if we use the TV? Oh, sure. I wasn't actually using it. I just had something on. Thank you, Blady. You're very kind. You're welcome, Orville. Thanks, Blady. Um, what are you going to do tonight? Any plans? Tonight? Yeah. Jen, it's 4 p.m. I woke up like two hours ago. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, Orville goes to bed at like 7. I guess I forgot. <laughs> Gotta get that beauty sleep. <laughs> Uh, actually, if you guys are cool with it, could I just chill with you? Um, I don't know. Orville and I kind of had an evening plan. Oh, well, I, I hate to impose if you guys aren't cool with it. I, I don't know. Um, Orville, is that okay with you? Um, well, I guess it would be rude to turn down good company. Sick, thanks. Bleedy pops down on a recliner. Orville and Jen walk over to a couch. He takes a seat. She takes a seat. <laughs> so, Jennifer, what are we watching? Well, I was thinking about showing you Brazil. I know you mentioned you had like, you had, like Terry Gilliam and hadn't seen it. I just think it's his best movie. What? What? That movie sucks. Are we going to have to watch some stupid, pretentious movie? Well, I had planned on watching it with Orville, if you don't want to watch it, you... Nah, fuck that. Let's watch something good. Orville, have you seen Hostel? No. Oh, Orville, it's so fucked up. You've got to see it. I have a DVD copy. She goes to her DVD collection, and Orville sees that most of the movies look like very gory, very scary movies. Lots of blood. Oh, is it a horror movie? Yeah, baby. I don't know. I have a weak stomach and a bad heart. Maybe it isn't the best idea. Nonsense. It's a good fucking movie. You're going to have a good time. Right, Jen? I don't know if it's a, uh, you know, Orville's Alley. Well, we always watch the movies you want to watch, so we're going to watch this. You're going to love it, Orv. I promise. <sighs> okay. She looks at Orville and he shrugs. Blady puts the movie in. It begins and Orville is already terrified. <laughs> They watch for a while. Intermittently, we check in on them. Each time, we're host to the sounds of Orville's wheezing and frightened elderly moans. <laughs> Nearing the climax of the picture, Orville's poor body can't take it anymore. His heart gives out, and as the man lets out a finer whelp, he falls to the floor and fucking dies. <laughs> Jen jumps up and stops the movie. Both the girls look at him. God! Jesus, Blady! A moment as they think. Well, uh... Another one bites the dust, huh? Blady, you have got to stop doing this to my boyfriends. Blady and Jen lift his body and carry him to a storage closet where we now can see a pile of old dead men. <laughs> he wasn't your boyfriend, Jen. You went on one date. Fuck you. I'm moving out next month. <laughs> Logan, read that line. You read that fucking line you wrote at the end of the sketch. Through, if, throughout the sketch, I had a bunch of lines written that I didn't read out line, but they were all essentially like, kill the elderly, live forever. <laughs> uh, the elderly are worthless to society. Laugh at them. Uh, <laughs> just a bunch of shit. Oh, yeah. my God. 
Yeah, wow. just making wow. making fun of old people, you know, because it's funny their condition. <laughs> <laughs> None of us are gonna Age. get old. Age, come on. All right, what do you guys like about it? What do you guys hate about it? Tell me, I want to hear it. I want to hear everything. I think my question is, mm-hmm. is, is, is Blady trying to kill the boyfriends? <laughs> That is it actually seems that way. Yeah, because, so that's something yeah. I don't know. Okay, um, okay. Because I was gonna say, if so, then I want her to be a like way more, way more. Cunty. Well, so the thing is, like, at the end there is the reveal that this has happened before, yes. and they know about it. But then also, that's kind of one of the hard things with these sketches, where it's like you don't want to give away that they know so that you kind of have to write it like they don't right which is why like so originally um i wrote that she is surprised at his age but then i i changed it to disappointed at his age right um because it's she knows that she was jen's hoping, done this before she, she was, was hoping a, that jen would bring home someone another 23 year old yeah. right and then she brings home another old guy so i think maybe it's almost like um a, like a belligerence like she's angry i think then um, maybe the way that you could do that is um having a phone call between Jen and Blady. So mm-hmm. like Jen calls and is like, Hey, we're, you know, coming home from dinner. Like, you know, mm-hmm. are you decent or are you whatever? Like, mm-hmm. um, and she can be like, yeah, like I'm really excited to meet him. Mm-hmm. Like, like giving her that time to be normal. And mm-hmm. then when she sees that he's old, she's like, it's fucking go time. <laughs> yeah. She turns the oven yeah. on for no reason. <laughs> like, is it warm in here? Orville? Yeah. Uh, maybe even in that conversation, she could be like... Puts tabs of acid in his tea. <laughs> Ayahuasca. <laughs> yeah. She's like, uh, like she, she's like, uh, I'm excited to meet the new guy. And she's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're going to like this one. Yes, You know exactly, what I mean? She's exactly. like, I, this one's not like the others. Yes. And she's like, he'd better be. You know what I mean? Like, I think, yeah, I, I guess I could definitely make more. Or even if, if Orville is coming to their house for mm-hmm. the date, mm-hmm. it, they could just be at the house talking if you don't want to do a phone call and then mm-hmm. he shows up mm-hmm. and like maybe maybe they met on fucking tinder or something i don't fucking know yeah um and then when they open the door blady sees him and and jen is like hey like so excited to meet you and then you see what i'm saying yeah if you didn't want to do a phone so call. if i was gonna rewrite it tell me if you like this so if i was gonna like rewrite the beginning of the sketch i would have it like she's stopping for gas and she steps out of the car and gets a phone call Hey, are you coming back to the place? Yeah, I'm on my way, and I'm actually bringing my date. And she's like, oh, I'm excited to meet him. And she's like, yeah, I think you're going to like him. He's not like the other guys. Yeah. Right? And she's like, okay, cool. Well, I'll see you. Like, I'm just going to go ahead and like tidy up a little bit. Okay, cool. Hang up the phone. And then she gets in. She was like, that was Jen. Jen's going to be at the apartment. Is that okay? And he's like, oh. Yeah. You know, because he's like, I don't know. Like, I'm 90. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and then, so then he, like, the mounting tension of him being nervous. Yeah, they yeah. pull up to the apartment. He's like, I've had a great time. Because like, then I, okay? still, yeah. I still think it justifies Jen thinking that Blady is a cunt and wanting to move out. Yeah. Um, even though yeah. they're like, cordial each you other could have and like, Blady be a little meaner in that conversation. Maybe even. It's like, yeah. yeah. What if during the horror movie mm-hmm. in between Blady keeps getting up and doing stuff mm-hmm. and Jen keeps trying to get it on with Orville. Yeah. So he's increasing his heart rate even more. Yeah. So I, or I, if can, he died, like he, he finished hostile. They put in the B movie and he dies in the first five seconds. <laughs> For no reason at all. Yes. That's the movie. 
That's the movie. That's the movie. Like he's like, wow, yeah. that's actually a pretty good film. Yeah, <laughs> like they put in like, Blady, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I guess yeah. I like horror. Yeah, quite not compelling. A, and then they, they put in, yeah, they uh, put in B movie, and he's like, not a Jew. This <laughs> is Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> well, at least he was racist, right? Yeah. At least he was racist. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like he deserved yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, I would say I thought the whole thing was very funny. I thought you had a lot of relatable characters, mm. and then I think my main criticism would be, mm. I think just dial it up two more ten. notches. Yeah, like yeah just I, I two. Um, I guess I just really want this old guy to just suffer. You know. Yeah, kill the young with like he's like. Actually, I'm also allergic to these chips you gave me. Yeah, (laughs) I don't through the movie. I don't think a lot of it was red, but I think that there is a lot of uh, there's a lot of anti elderly dialogue mixed in throughout. (laughs) That was not red at all. Yeah. So, Uh, and I guess I just wanted what was red to match that tone. So if if I had shot it on screen, I will have you know, if I had shot this on on film, yeah. um, the all the stuff that's like kill the elderly, drink the blood of the youth, live forever, yeah. all that stuff that's in there that you know the audience didn't see, I would have that like flashing and multicolored light. Yes, yes, it would like yes, cut yes. in and like flash yeah. as he's like, ah, you know, like yeah. that is the only thing I would change. Yeah, I, just I definitely that. it would be way more death grips if it was visual. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like yeah. that a lot. Okay, before yeah. I move on to the next sketch, mm. I have two words, and okay. I'm just going to immediately move on. Okay. Just think about them. Okay. Colostomy bag. Okay, Megan. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I'm going to go next. Um, yeah, here. <laughs> um, I, I don't really have a name for mine, but um, Blake, you're going to play Becklin. Okay. Um, I'm a lady? Everyone is a lady. Okay. You are all <laughs> girls at a slumber party. Just wanted cool. to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> Becklin. Um, she is very boy focused. She has a crush on everyone. She's always trying to talk about boys. Uh, Logan, you're going to play Kaylee. She's a valley girl. She's a little ditzy. Okay. Jimmy, you're going to play Chris Santa Lily. <laughs> 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 um, you're the plug for the group. Um you're chill down to earth. And then Austin, you're playing Deidre. The mom friend. The mom friend. <laughs> okay. The four girls sit on pillows and blankets around Kaylee's bedroom. They finish taking some selfies and are all talking while on their phones, sending slash editing the pictures. <sighs> you guys always look so good. Deirdre, come on. It's not just a selfie. It's a self us. Shut up, Kaylee. Now shh. She pulls, she pulls out sacred texts and starts reading. To fear death, my friends, is only to think ourselves wise without being wise. For it is to think that we know what we do not know. For anything that men can tell, death may be. Oh my god, Tyler, text me back! Not now, Becklin. Chris Hanthley is reading the text. We don't get to do this very often. Yeah, I want to hear more about what Socrates had to say. I want to impress Aaron at the annual hat drawing this year. OMG, do you really think you'll get to stand near him? Yeah, after his mom got it last year, that means his family is exempt. You could totally make your move. Ah, oh, yes, he's totally going to notice me this year. <laughs> but Kelly, what if you get it? <gasps> Ooh. 
Oh, um, gee, how romantic would it be if it totally ran out in front of me and like literally saved my life? <laughs> I heard from Father Summer's daughter that in the town over, this guy... She pulls up a picture on her phone. ...saw that his wife got it and switched their papers. Oh, I would just die for that kind of love. Die for it is right, honey. Kaylee, what are you going to wear? You should totally wear your pink dress. <gasps> no, you know how much Father Summer's hate pink. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself for even mentioning it. And Kaylee, you should go home and burn that dress this instant. There's a long moment of silence while the girls look at each other to see if Deidre is actually serious. What do you dare me to? <laughs> <laughs> they all let out abundant laughter, but it is definitely known amongst them that Kaylee will not be wearing the pink dress. Okay, so that is the end of the What world are you, are you painting here, so, Megan? So yeah, that's some cocaine cowboy okay. stuff right there. <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay, so here we go. Wait, what is this, what is this extra stuff? Those are notes. Those are, Those are my notes. Those are my notes. That would be that. really funny if it was... Okay, so in, in literally in the intro, um, Jimmy brought up something about lottery tickets, so I wrote down lottery tickets. Mm -hmm. Um... And then, you know, down the line, I wrote down small town girl shit um, from Logan's story. And when I think about small town girl shit, I think about what I did growing up in a small town as a girl, which was read the Bible with my friends mm -hmm. and talk about church. Um, and so then I was reading through the notes trying to figure out like, okay, how am I going to make this anything? And I saw lottery tickets and in my head I went, the lottery. The, the old short story. So I wrote this sketch as almost like a like the town that the lottery takes place in, but in the year 2020. Yeah. You guys, you guys are all familiar with the short story, right? Yes, I am very yeah. well read, but you know, just in case the listeners don't know, yeah. um, if you could say something about it <laughs> yeah. and yeah. look at me while you're saying it so yeah. I can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, actually, Megan's got it. Megan's got so it. So the lottery um, is a short story by Shirley Jackson um, that's... It's set, um, you know, back in time, um, but it's it kind of follows the model of almost like an a, a, a post dystopian yeah, post-apocalyptic yeah. type of thing. Um, so it's it's very Hunger Games in that it's once a year, literally the story that inspired the Hunger, the Hunger Games. Games. Yeah, yeah, it's like hmm. um, so she's open about that. Once a year, um, all of the people in this community gather and they. Each family, like, leader, like, the man of the household has to draw, um, like, a piece of paper from a hat. One of them has a black dot on it, and uh, whoever draws the black dot, they put in the amount of papers for that family, and then everyone from the family draws them, and whoever, whichever member of the family has the black dot is stoned to death by the community. And it's supposed Pretty to be, cool, like... cool, right, Jenny? Yeah. It's supposed to be, like... Sounds fair, I guess. Yeah, it's supposed to be like, you know, reminding them of sacrifice and blah, blah, blah. But the short story itself is written very vaguely, um, as if you are a member of the community and you know what's going on. And so mm -hmm. I, I wanted my sketch yeah. to be written like that. That's why they say like, because, oh my gosh, because his mom got it last year. Yeah. Because like, that's how they talk about it. It's like, you that's get like, the one with the dog. I love that concept. I will yeah, say that me that's too. the hardest thing about this sketch though, is that like... Obviously, like, I've read the lottery. So, like, when you 
were saying all that stuff, I was like, oh, it's the lottery. You know, it's like yeah. a bunch of girls gossing about what's going to happen at this festival where someone's going to get killed. But like, I mean, if you've never read the short story, there needs to be a little bit of exposition, but then I don't want you to put it there. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, because like, the lottery, the, when you read the short story, there's yeah. no exposition. Yeah, because you could do like what Jimmy did with one of his very first sketches where like you actually like set the scene and mm-hmm. you say like, this is the world and this is how they do things. But then also like, it's kind of funny that you don't know. So then maybe mm-hmm. there's like a kind of an exposition dump at some point. I don't know. I know I, that's I corny don't think and exposition shitty. exposition dump. I think just smarter wordplay. Yeah, maybe. One, and maybe mention death a little bit earlier. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, he got a lot year so I bring roses but also you only have two pages I yeah. think if we had longer than an hour yeah, yeah obviously had this like is a, supposed to be longer a yeah. seven yeah. or eight page sketch um, then we yeah. would fully get it yeah. I kind honestly, of thought did, yeah. that these girls were competing for like maybe some sort of like extravagant death to get attention and yeah that, I mean they, they is, kind of are okay yeah. And yeah. yeah that's kind of what it seemed to be alluding to mm-hmm. yeah uh, oh my god, he would save my life. Yeah. <laughs> like when she Imagine shows so romantic. When she shows the yeah. picture of the guy from the town over and she's like, This guy died to yeah. save yeah. his wife. Yeah. It's like almost like romanticized. Like they're putting themselves in dangerous positions to get saved, yes. but then don't get saved. Yes. Like, they like grew that's up what in the I cult. was picturing. No, and, and they drank listen, the Kool-Aid. this is this there are two elements of the sketch that are not funny and are actually parts of the trauma of my childhood. Mm-hmm. One of those is that. Like essentially like uh, competitive trauma mm. um, and then the other is actually when I mentioned the like uh, are you going to wear the pink dress which I chose pink because Jimmy was or not Jimmy Blake was like I hate pink so much or whatever and I do yeah. actually I love I love the color yeah <laughs> um, but the idea of like no because the person in authority told us that we can't wear that so mm-hmm. you have to go home and destroy it right now it's mm-hmm. like the level of seriousness is like that's how serious me and my friends mm. were growing Do you up. dare me? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we want to go ahead and do Jimmy sketch. Yeah, yeah, let's go, ahead, Jimmy. All right. Yeah. Uh, so we've got uh, Austin. You you will be p- playing a bank teller. Cool beans. Uh, so basically, it's a pretty straight character. Uh, you, you know, not a ton of personality in this character. It's pretty much just like down to business. I'm just kind of doing my job. Uh, Megan, you will play Bradley. It's a mafia type. Uh, Very, like, um, villainous in a sense, where it's just, like, a lot of open-ended, just villainous sayings that mean nothing. (laughs) Okay. And then, uh, Blake, (laughs) you will be playing Jamie. Uh, It's sort of, imagine just sort of like an anxious Karen. Like, Yeah, you're just sort of like... Is this a man or a woman? It's a woman. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Logan, you will be playing the son, okay, of Jamie. Bet. All right, and uh, all right, we'll go ahead and open this up. A tired, middle-aged woman, long awaiting her turn in line to her local bank, finally steps up to the newly available bank teller, mumbling. The teller has noticed her odd mannerisms, clenching fist, loud, impatient signs, head shaking, then calm stares into the distance. The bank teller catches the last bit of her murmurs as she steps up. The only thing that makes sense in this life is the element of surprise. A confused bank teller with their finger on the alarm button nods in agreement. Okay, well, how can I help you today? I've been divorced for two years. All I have to show for it is my husband's gambling debt and a therapy bill. I need a money order made out to fine linens. The bank teller relaxes. I can certainly get that going for you. How much on the money order today? $30,000. 
The bank teller raises an eyebrow and raises their hand to motion to manager type, who quickly approves the transaction. Uh, okay, uh, and please help yourself to our sandwich bar. You can make yourself a sandwich compliments of Muay Thai Bank. Typical. Jamie <laughs> stares at the money order in hand. She sighs in relief. Finally. Well, um, is there anything else I can help with today? No, thank you. Cut to Jamie driving furiously to her next destination. She speeds through intersections and mild city traffic with determination. She eventually arrives to Jack and Jill's laundromat and cell phone provider. She walks in with a calm poise focused with a hint of annoyance. You're late. I have the money. It's not always about the money, Jamie. In fact, most often than not, it's never about the money, Nick. Look, I don't have time for your villainous rambles. This will cover my husband's ex-husband's gambling debt. Damn it, still getting used to that. You know, it's funny. The thing about gambling is that it's never about gambling. Do you want the money order or not? We never know what we want, do we? I'm just going to leave it on this iPhone 5 display. Jamie turns to exit. She owes this man nothing now. Finally, a life for herself and her terminally ill 23-year-old son. Wait. What? I've paid you. You have nothing over me. Bradley's henchmen stand up, reaching for their weapons hidden in their suit. Suits. After a pause, he motions them to sit, and he smiles. The boys have a little wager. Well, have fun with that. She smiles vindictively. Your son. He's pretty sick, isn't it? Are you serious? You keep the check. But if he dies within a year, you owe me $10,000 for every month he's alive starting today. <sighs> Absolutely not! Hand me out. If he lives for a year entirely, I'll give you one million dollars. One million dollars if my son survives for a year? One million Muay Thai dollars. Cash. <laughs> Time slows. She thinks of the racking therapy bills, her son's medical debt. You know what? I'll take that bet. I know you will. He smiles, and for some reason, he and his henchmen start to laugh. Cut to 11 months later. <laughs> Jamie and her son sit in the makings of a comfortable and worn hospice bed. Son, it's okay. You still live at home. Of course it is. I have... <laughs> You want me to read it like that? Oh, yeah. All right, can we run it back? Yeah. Go ahead, Jamie. S son, it's okay. You still live at home? Of course it is. I have le cancer. <laughs> but even if you didn't have le cancer, I accept you. I would hope you did. <laughs> you can watch whatever you want. Are you comfortable? I'm pretty comfortable. I would kill for a sandwich right now. <laughs> but how would you say you're feeling right now? Actually, 50 could go either way, to be honest. Cut to moments before Jamie's one-year deal with Bradley is finally over. The henchmen and Bradley surround the son in anticipation as he clenches for life. 
It is overly bright in here. <laughs> it's dark as the dickens in here. Do not go towards that light. I'm getting married tomorrow. <laughs> sure you are, honey. Can I ask of you one question? Of course you can. J- just stay with me. Five seconds before the deal is sealed. Is it really okay to live with your parents at age? Oh, God. Oh, my. <laughs> Why is he French? Why is he French? <laughs> it's time to play Why is he French? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I got to. Uh, so w- I saw Lake Hanser yeah. before I read the line, and I was like, oh, he's like a Redditor. Like, I, w- I thought that it was like a meme almost. And then I was like, he wants me to do the French voice. <laughs> I didn't. It, yeah, it just it worked out really well, but I just yeah. thought it would be funny to like yeah. tell someone that you have cancer and just for no reason at all put lay cancer. So was I supposed to be French? Not really. <laughs> I have lay cancer. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I wanted. Just like very mild and just casually just saying I have the cancer. <laughs> like, I don't Jimmy. know why that is funny to me, what? but it is. <laughs> That's and funny. maybe it's not. No, no, he's right. That's okay. funny shit. Yeah. Just yeah. like Maybe it like softens the blow. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but like. No, you're right. It's okay. just we all thought you meant French. Oh, he's yeah. French. <laughs> <laughs> well, like no, no other words outside of lay like, have the apostrophe over the e, but like it also wasn't bad. <laughs> like it was really good. Yep. Wow. Yep. A lot to unpack there. Uh, I want to know. Here's my question. (laughs) My question is, the very first line of dialogue, Jamie says, the only thing that makes sense in this life is the element of surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Why does she say that? Um, I think... I think it was... (laughs) I think it was setting it up for like a much more intense ending. Mm-hmm. And then, so I was like, this could go anywhere in my yeah. brain. And, yeah. Yeah. No, I kind of, I kind of like it. Like, yeah. because she's like, you're setting this scene of her, like, she's standing kind of like anxiously, like tapping her foot mm-hmm. in the line. Um, and then she almost says this line kind of to herself, but loud enough that the bank teller hears her. Um, and so I, I loved that beginning. Mm-hmm. For exactly what you said, mm-hmm. um, like is the element of surprise. So I think, like, I think for a Jimmy sketch, this one didn't have as many surprises as normal. So I think mm-hmm. you could add some in because that first line yeah. is so brilliant. Um, also, so I have one note: is did that one guy forget he was British? Yes. <laughs> did that one guy? <laughs> yes. He was- <laughs> <laughs> I, she, I made such a stupid face when you were reading it halfway through the line. You were like, actually, American. <laughs> I, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, He's I, American. <laughs> I am not the master of accents. Mm. So. Me neither. I'm I think you are bad. because you did two different accents <laughs> with one character, and we all just did one. Yeah, so. man, I guess yeah, you're, that's a, guess lot. you're yeah, that's a lot in your wheelhouse. Yeah, I, I, I think you that's could say. That's my bad yeah. as a writer. How's that? I did bad. that. No, that was. I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> did you did you secretly I write that in. a Do character a forgets it in the middle? Oh yeah, yeah. It's just like with lines I haven't practiced. If they if they're long, yeah. I just lose it, man. Yeah. I have to yeah. like really practice I do that too them. Sometimes. Yeah. So sorry, I ruined your sketch. I wonder if Jamie could take more actions towards the end to maybe keep him alive. That would yeah, I like insanity that. would go. Yeah, maybe like put um, some water on him or like. Slap him, or him or like, him to like make yeah, it like, seem like he's alive. comically trying to keep him alive. Yeah. You know, like hold him up and he falls over. He's like, oh, he's totally yeah. alive. Yeah. He's like, look, no. your legs are great, baby. <laughs> it just turned like, into a weekend of Bernie's. <laughs> Mom, I, I can't keep microdosing meth. Yeah, please. yeah, yeah. She keeps like giving him coke and meth and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I like that a lot actually. I, I actually really like that of yeah, her yeah, trying yeah. because it does kind of feel like he just dies. Yeah, um, you know what I mean. It's a pretty quick. <laughs> ending i feel like it resolved mm-hmm. like a little maybe if she could just like show him a scary movie and then his heart gives out then his death would i think maybe be a little more justified or something oh, like if he yeah. had a roommate or something yeah, yeah that makes sense yeah i guess uh my my main it's not really a criticism but i guess my my main question is um where are they because they're accepting muay thai dollars and we have a french son that's the yeah. world baby is this uh, that's the world my man i want yeah i should have i should have uh, explained is this that. what 2021 looks like economy a little bit better but i was hoping just that random line would just be like oh i guess money is called muay thai cash now <laughs> yeah like for jimmy yeah. don't ever change yeah. <laughs> i want muay thai dollars in your next sketch i want more unexplained lines <laughs> well, I actually I liked that it was Jack and Jill's laundromat and cell phone provider. And then Jamie has the line that says, I'll just leave it here on this iPhone 5 display case slash washer. Slash yeah. washer. I was like. <laughs> so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, that, I, I literally think that that's like the thing that makes your writing special is that like there's no law. Like yeah, at all, there's no law. Like there's no rules. Yeah. It doesn't like it's a it is a a wa- it's a laundromat and cell phone dispenser. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah no, I think that's. But uh, yeah. then you don't you don't write it in a way that is not you can't track it. Like, no, I, yeah, I, I always it's follow still it. Yeah, very like it, it has actual literary merit, but without any of like the pretensions of writing. It's yeah. like it, you read it and you're like, man, this is fucking so good. But then also you get like, and a rabbit comes out. You know what I mean? Like, like at, at, at any point in time. <laughs> it's on fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he just talks to you and no one questions it, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's got real David Lynch energy. Yeah, big, mm-hmm. yeah. Big D. Very Danger Jr. Um, well, uh, yeah. any more yeah. comments for Jimmy's sketch? No, no, I loved it. Great, great oh, sketches great this week. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Kind of, that kind of wraps up the show. Yeah. Uh, quick shout out to, to Glenn's independent thought protectors, uh, protecting us from all the bad thoughts, those libtards and those racist rights are thrown and at us. thirst traps also. And also mm-hmm. thirst traps. Don't yeah. forget them. It's a trifecta. Yeah. Um, w- anyone got any social media they want to plug or anything they want to talk about? Yeah, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Danger Junior Productions. Um, you can also yeah. follow us on YouTube, I think, at Just Danger Junior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the Danger Search Junior Danger stuff. Junior. Um, in terms of more writer's room, we're working on more stuff. It's an early show. We'll have a Patreon at some point. We'll let you guys know. Putting reviews Apple on Apple and all the other Spotify and all of them really helps mm-hmm. us out. Uh, but otherwise, uh, have a good night, y'all. Night. Beep, boop. Good night. Good night.
The Danger Junior Writers Room is a Danger Junior production. Come sock. Produced by Austin Zessen, Logan Baggerly, Megan Castleberry, Jimmy D, and Blake Brown. Come sock. Engineering by Jim D and Blake Brown. Come sock. Edited by Austin Zessen. Come sock. Theme song by Blake Brown, Jimmy D, and Logan Baggerly. Come sock. Make sure to follow this show and all Danger Junior productions at Danger JRPR on Twitter and Instagram. That's Danger Junior Productions spelled Danger JRPR on Twitter and Instagram. Come sock. All right, she dead now. Bye bye.